0: The podcast that you're about to hear contains acts of sex and violence. The hosts do not claim to be experts on the subjects that they present. Listener discretion is promised. Welcome back to Brutal Nation, a podcast series dedicated to lesser-known serial killers and acts of true crime. I'm your host, Scott Alexander, the one and the only, and the fabulous. And right across from me is the one. The only, the terror of P-Town, Tammy Underwood. Bom, 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 bom. Say hi, Tam-Tam. <laughs>
1: hi, everybody. I'm what keeps Portland weird. Shut up. <laughs> so I, wa-
0: I wanted to bring this. I forgot to bring this up in previous podcasts. oh
1: so, I'm scared.
0: In my hand right oh, now. Yeah, yeah, you know what I'm holding.
1: I do. I want to read it, read it, because I read it through the fucking picture you sent. But
0: And currently, we're not going to post this online. No. Um, we because promised I, him we wouldn't. I promised that I wouldn't. However, if you guys remember back to Family of Killers, um, yes. one of the. One I'll of tell the... you what
1: episode it was just a moment. Okay. But... Well,
0: one of the families that we featured was the Weaver family. Yes. Which was Ward Sr., who uh, had allegedly uh, molested. Uh, one of his daughters, and then his grandkids. Right, and then Ward Jr., who right. was a uh, who was a convicted serial killer.
1: Well, convicted kill- killed two, and they suspected him in more. Uh, in more, right?
0: Uh, who is currently sitting on death row in Correct. San Quentin Prison in California. Right. and then you have Ward Weaver III, who was convicted of killing the two girls in Oregon City. Right,
1: and said that if he had a chance, he'd have killed another one.
0: Right, it killed the uh, Miranda the sister.
1: No, he would have killed Mariah, Miranda's Mariah. sister. That's right. Yes, I keep forgetting. Yeah, no.
0: In my greaser. And we, written,
1: we wrote both of them.
0: Ah, uh, yeah, we did.
1: Yes. And
0: so, little story. The, uh, and he, you know what, I'm surprised it actually got to me because it says 3369 R Street. Oh. Anyway, um, this letter actually had gotten lost in the mail. It wound up in a, uh, some kind of a mail bin or something like yeah, that. Yeah, the
1: original letter. Yeah, because I, I had the wrong zip code.
0: So that got corrected. It gets sent away. And I'm talking to my son, Jacob, on the phone. He goes, by the way, I checked the mail. Hey, you have a weird letter that's sitting here for you. I said, I'll put it up on my desk. Yeah. I come home, and I just give it a a, a, a perfunctory look because so I'm going into the kitchen to put my lunch bag down and get something to drink. And I come back and oh, ward weaver what the f- oh my god yeah ward weaver jr that's yeah dude
1: when you sent me the of picture ward weaver III. you sent me the picture and i i was driving and i couldn't look at it and then you called me and you said did you see those pictures i'm like no dude i'm driving and you're like oh my god
0: he's been sitting on death row for 30 years i yeah. will I, I will touch on a few things in here um i did promise him that unlike a lot of people that he has had that he right. has talked to i will not lie about him nope. I will not tell a half truth about no. him um, I'm not then the reason why we're not going to post this right now is in the letter he said that I'll probably based on his experiences right. twist his own words even in this letter right. um, I promised him that I wouldn't do that and I am a man of my word you are I did say that I'm only going to mention it to to say that um, I received the letter yes. and to say that he actually wrote a book about himself an autobiography correct called I think it's called In the Devil's Backyard or The Devil's Backyard
1: yeah well, you I, have it right there.
0: I ha- i am not looking at the actual letter. So I'm just holding it. Oh. I just. I was like a little schoolgirl when I got it. I was Dude, excited. Dude,
1: I'm surprised it's not in a frame.
0: It will be. <laughs> I'm serious. No,
1: you know what? And this is what I have to say. is the fact that he wrote us back knowing his past experiences says a lot.
0: It really does.
1: Because you know what? That's telling us that, you know what? He knows that some things have happened like that, but he's still willing to take the chance because we told him in that original letter that we want to hear his side.
0: Well, he did tell me that the book is available on Amazon. However, I wasn't able to find it.
1: I will try to find That's it. That's why I was going to put
0: that in your hand because you can find yeah, the most I can weirdest find shit, shit
1: that nobody else. Oh my god! I just found the Cowboys mask that you sent me.
0: So I'm uh, I'm plugging his book. Um, uh,
1: yeah, and if I can find it, I will put a post. I will post something for it. But um, I want to read it because you said too. that that's going
0: to answer a lot of my questions. And then there was another podcast. called oh, the Devil's Backyard. Oh, yeah, the That's what I said. The Devil's Backyard.
1: I know, but you said you weren't sure if that was the okay.
0: Title. Yeah. Um. You know, I, I want to read his book. I want to know. Right.
1: And it was his, episode yeah. twelve that we found. Oh wow. Yeah. So. Is that my dog?
0: No. Okay. That's the asshole neighbor dog. Not the precious ghost of poo.
1: Not, I, I was going to say, he rarely barks. When I heard him bark earlier when I was taking that nap while you were gone. Because I was
0: playing with him when I got well, home. Well, and
1: it's like, my dog doesn't bark, so I thought somebody nefarious <laughs> was in here. And that's why I was like, Scott.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I ain't out the gun next to my bed, huh? Huh? I ain't out the gun that's next to my bed?
1: I I did see that you did have that little pea shooter there. <laughs>
0: So, who are we doing today?
1: I found it on Amazon, you dork shit. I looked. Yeah, you have to type in Devil's Backyard Ward Weaver. I did. And it's on e- Kindle. You can get it on Kindle.
0: I don't have a Kindle. I do. All right, well, let's get to this, and then we'll yeah. talk about that later.
1: Yeah, I do. I even have it on the computer, so I can download it. I do want to
0: say one thing, though. Seriously, if if uh, Ward Weaver Jr., if you are listening, I wanted to say... Uh, officially thank you very much for the letter back. Honestly, I was like a little schoolgirl when I saw it um, and just was, was shaking. It's just, wow. Thank you very, very much.
1: Can I read this real quick? This is like the, um, like, you know how you read the back of a book? Yeah. This is what it says. Can I read it?
0: Uh, let's do bell. You Dennis want to do bell first? first? Let's okay. Save, let's save the back of the book when we actually feature him.
1: Okay. Let's do that then. Yeah. Cause it, I was just like glancing over it and it's like pretty amazing. Okay, anyways, Belle, um, Belle Bell Gunnis. Hello,
0: Bell Gunnis. Now, number one, I, this is what I want to know with a name like this. Is this a recent one, or is this like back from the 1800s? It's,
1: it's back in the eight, 19, early 1900s, I, I think.
0: I kind of figured, because that's an older name. I, don't, I haven't seen a lot yeah, of people name Belle.
1: Well, she was born in 1859, but they're saying some things as late as 1931.
0: Wow, from 59 to
1: 31? Yeah, which would make her 71 years old
0: carry the two. 73, 73. I don't have enough toes. Hold on. I have to drop my pants.
1: I have it in my head. Right? No, you're probably early, right. but Go ahead. 1931 minus 1859
0: equals 72. 72 years old. She's in my dating pool. Hey, Mama. Oh, you I doing? did
1: 71 because it was before her birthday. So that's why I said 71. <laughs> okay. Anyways, I have a quote for her. When bad things happen, resist the urge to blame others. Instead, find something you can do yourself to fix the problem now I just fucking said that in the last episode you did. and this in the is by last Dave Ramsey episode. yeah this is by Dave Ramsey and I will tell you right now this is very significant to her story and you'll find out why but this chick is like right up your fucking alley Scott I mean if she were still alive she'd be in your dating pool
0: uh, she already is well but I wouldn't trade her for your mom
1: I know you wouldn't. Nobody can come in front of you and my mom. Just like I know nobody can come between you and my mom where my mom's concerned. (laughs) You've already fucking took my place as favorite. (laughs) But whatever. Thank you. Um, So I want to take some time to put something in perspective. Some aspects of this case will make you wonder if I should be giving you this presentation on a different day. However, when you hear the whole story... I hope you'll agree with me about choosing to feature it on a Thursday. As I present the following information to you, you may notice many coincidences regarding Belle's life. However, as a rule, I do not believe in coincidences. I'll let you decide for yourself, though. With that said, let's move.
0: Let's do it.
1: Let's do it.
0: Do it all night long. This is
1: a mysterious woman. Belle Gunnis. Was actually born, and pardon me if you are Norwegian, as I know we have opened the market in Norway, as I probably will butcher this pronunciation.
0: Oh, I'll, I'll, l- let me give you this. Norway, I do love you guys. I really do. I've, I've actually yeah. visited. Uh, you guys are fantastic. However, much like most Americans, we can't pronounce a goddamn thing Yeah, I'm looking at Norwegian. one now in
1: Iceland, and I'm like, no, dude, I have to fucking look up how to spell it phonetically.
0: <laughs> but...
1: Her name was Brunhild, Brunhild, Paulstadter, Storseth, B-R-Y-A, B-R-Y-N-H-I-L-D, Brunhild. Jesus. Right? And I think of Brunhilde, right? The German, you know, the stocky woman and everything. And you'll see why. And then, um, so she was born on November 11th, 1859 in Selbu, Norway. And she was the youngest of a total of eight children, Scott. Eight.
0: God damn. Hey, does your mom know how that shit happens?
1: Dude, I'm telling you, pregnancy is the number one well, it's cold as shit over there. out there.
0: It's cold as hell up there, so I imagine there's not a whole that's, hell of a lot that's to do. True. Like, that's true. That's hey, true. Especially in that day and age, right? Hey, Gunther, what are we going to do?
1: <laughs> Let's just
0: fuck all winter.
1: Yeah, right? Anyways, so her parents were Brent Barrett Allstatter and Paul, that was her mom, and Paul Peterson Storset.
0: Her mom's name was Barrett?
1: Yeah, B-E-R-I-T. That's a
0: fucking cool-ass name for a mom. I know, right? I mean, it makes her sound like she's got, like, giant balls.
1: Probably did. Yeah. <laughs> and when you find out about, you know. You
0: gotta be tough to be Norwegian, I'm telling you, man.
1: Yeah. Oh, well, check this out. Her dad was actually employed as a local stonemason. Okay. The family lived on a relatively small farm in a town of I'm not even gonna be able to pronounce this. I-N-N-B-Y-G-D-A In Baigda.
0: Don't even try, man. You wanna know why? We're Americans. We can't know, pronounce right? that shit.
1: Well, and I'm German and Dutch and I still can't pronounce that. That takes shit.
0: tongue and throat gymnastics of which Yeah, because we we they do have some weird
1: ass inflections. Okay, since she weighed well over two hundred pounds. And stood at five feet nine inches tall. It's understandable that people considered her a physically strong woman, a powerful woman indeed.
0: She's already scared the shit out of me. Yeah, I can't well, ever wear these pants again.
1: She fits the name Brunhild.
0: That that is true. You know. When you think the name Brunhild, you think of, of her.
1: Yeah. Yeah, because, I mean, I know that being German, when you think of Brunhilde, you think of this big, stocky woman who will whoop your right. ass. Right, I
0: would have been more surprised if you would have said, and she was like five foot tall and 95 pounds. I'd be like, um, no, that's not right. You that ain't, change, that's change not your right. your fucking name Not though, right sweetheart. at
1: all. Okay, so rumor has it, and this is just rumor, she became pregnant when she was approximately 18 years old. One day, she attended one of the country dances in town where she was kicked in the stomach by some guy when he attacked her.
0: Ah, As fuck. a result,
1: she miscarried the baby. Since the man in question hailed from an affluent family, authorities in Norway opted not to prosecute him.
0: Oh, that's, that's fucked up, too. Yeah.
1: Further reports say that not long after <laughs> that incident, she had a drastic change in her personality, which I can understand.
0: Yeah, no shit.
1: Okay. I wouldn't trust men, again, at all.
0: I don't trust men either. They're all pigs. Jesus Christ.
1: No. Especially the one I'm sitting across from. No I'm kidding.
0: Oh, my God. No, that I, I, I actually trust you
1: with my life. Scary. Because I haven't scary. done that in a long time. <laughs> so the same man that kicked her in the attack allegedly died from stomach cancer a short time later.
0: Good. Good. Fucker deserved it.
1: Yeah. Well, if this story is true, you'll question that. Okay. Anyways. She embarks on a new adventure. For the next several years, well, four to be precise, she worked on a farm for a wealthy family as a servant. One of her sisters immigrated to America during that time, and she wound up following her sister's example in 1881. It is once she arrived in the United States that Brunhilde adopted the American style name Belle. After arriving and processing through Ellis Island, she traveled to Chicago, where she acquired a job working as a servant, and she would remain at this job for a few years.
0: Oh, okay. Okay, but she's not a Bell. She's definitely a Boone Hill. Being that she
1: young. is definitely a Boone Hill.
0: Damn, and you need to wa- you need to change out a motor. You just have her grab it.
1: Right. Well, by 1883, Bell would marry a guy by the name of Mads Albert Sorensen, also from Chicago. Within two years, they opened an unsuccessful candy store that coincidentally burned to the ground <laughs> along with their house. The cause of the fire remains a mystery to this day, and what doesn't remain a mystery is that they would be able to collect on the insurance they use, and they use that to buy a new house. Oh, okay. Okay? The couple would have a total of four children that they named Carolyn, Axel, Myrtle, and Lucy. Myrtle.
0: Myrtle the turtle.
1: And Axel. Um, Was he singing,
0: Welcome to the Jungle?
1: It's A X E L, not AXL. Nah, okay. Close enough. Sadly. Where do we go now? <laughs> that meme you said it show me.
0: <laughs> Sadly, while they were
1: yet infants, Carolyn and Axel died from what they say was acute colitis. Coincidentally Hold when,
0: on. What is colitis?
1: Um I'll tell you in a sec. When one considers the symptoms of acute colitis Nausea, fever, diarrhea, and lower abdominal pain. It's basically where you have an infl- inflammation in your colon area. Because okay. itis is an inflammation.
0: Yeah, I knew the itis yeah. was. I just didn't know what the other So,
1: yeah. Was. Acute is like painful. Painful, kind of, yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. Okay, Okay. no, I'm yeah. thinking.
1: One might also think that the infants might have died from poisoning because they're the same symptoms.
0: That's fucked bum, up. Bum, bum, bum. We're back to killing kids, man. Well...
1: I'll move on. You'll can, understand. Can,
0: can we do one where okay, there's no fucking kids Those were the killed? only
1: two, well, that they talk about really in depth. So regardless of how they died, Belle and her husband still collected their life insurance payout for each of them. Okay? Now... When the United States Census in Chicago was published on June 13, 1900, Bell's family was counted, and it recorded her as the mother of four children with only two still-living, Myrtle and Lucy, and it also recorded an adopted 10-year-old girl named Morgan Couch. However, Morgan Couch changed her name at some point since she was later known as Jenny Olson. All right?
0: Still respectable names, man. Those are actually really pretty names going on. Yeah, they
1: are. They are.
0: Yeah, I like those.
1: Um, So Albert passed away on July 30th, 1900. From poisoning? Huh?
0: From poisoning? (laughs) Um,
1: Hang on. (laughs) Colitis? On the very same day that the two life insurance policies that were drawn on him, that were purchased for him, happened to overlap. Okay, the funny thing, or maybe not so funny thing, depending on how you look at it, about his death, is the doctor that saw him immediately following the death surmised that he had died from strychnine poisoning. Strychnine. However, Bell consulted their family doctor, who verified that Albert was consistently being treated for an enlarged heart. Therefore, he surmised Albert's cause of death was, in fact, heart failure.
0: You know... There's a saying, and we've all heard it nobody knows the day that we die. But I'm pretty sure Albert was like, I have a good idea.
1: <laughs> it'll be the day, <laughs> my, especially if they were collecting in on insurance policies already.
0: Yeah, exactly. I kind of have a hunch that, yeah, this it'll is the be day. the day that my insurance policies overlap <laughs> so she gets a double indemnity.
1: Yeah. We'll check this out. Um, okay. Her in-laws tried to demand the authorities launch an inquiry into his death as they felt she had poisoned him to collect the insurance payout. Their demands fell on deaf ears and Bell was able to cash in on the $8,500 life insurance, which by today's standards would that's amount to money. approximately $276,253 250, 276,
0: and some change. That's a, that's a chunk of change that's for a, a lot chunk of people. Of
1: change. Yeah, for a life insurance policy. Yeah. Yeah. She used this money to purchase a farm near LaPorte, Indiana. Tragedy, or perhaps luck, followed her there when the boat and carriage house located on the property burned to the ground shortly after she purchased it.
0: Hold on. I just found another paw print. I'm going to put that here in my notebook.
1: Okay, yeah. Continue. <laughs> well, I couldn't find any report stating she collected an insurance payout as a result of these. However, I wouldn't be shocked if she did.
0: Yeah, th- th- that's pretty safe to assume yeah. that there was insurance for that accidental fire.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, when she prepared to leave Chicago to move to Laporte, she reacquainted herself with a guy, a gentleman who in who also had immigrated from Norway named Peter Gunnis. Coincidentally, he was also a recent widower. Okay. So Peter was a butcher by trade, and he and Belle married in Laporte on get this April first, nineteen oh two. Okay. Oh, he's
0: got an April Fool's joke coming up on him if he gets life insurance. Yeah.
1: Well, check this out. Within a week, his infant daughter, who was alone with Belle in their house, um, she passed away. And, you know, Peter ended up meeting his maker when he met with that same reef. With what some referred to as a tragic accident, when she was questioned, Bell said that a heavy sausage grinding machine sitting on a high shelf fell while he was in the kitchen. And when it did, it accidentally struck him in the head. However, the coroner who was called to examine the body for the death certificate, some reports allege that he took one look at the body and muttered under his breast, this is a case of murder.
0: It's a case of murder. And
1: coincidentally, while in school, one of her very own children <laughs> confided to a classmate that her mother hit Peter over the head with a cleaver, and that was how he had died.
0: <laughs> As a
1: result of these two statements, the authorities launched an investigation into his death. However, she convinced them not to file charges. Within a year, Peter's older daughter, Swan Hild, moved to Wisconsin to live with her br- father's brother, Uncle Gust, and coincidentally, she would later have the distinction of being the only child known to live with Bell to survive. Jesus Christ, man. Yeah.
0: I got a lot of paw prints going on in this book. I know. So keep There's going. There's a lot
1: of coincidences, huh?
0: Yeah. Hmm. Yeah.
1: So when Peter died, Bell collected an insurance benefit of 3000 which is approximately $95,233 and some change. And reports say that the locals in Laporte refused to believe he was that clumsy. They claim that he didn't die in such a manner as he was such an experienced butcher who also ran a hog farm on the property. And due to the citizen outcry, the district coroner reviewed the case himself. When he did, he ruled that there should be no doubt that Peter was murdered. And with this information, he conveyed a coroner's jury to look into the matter further. And Belle, who didn't tell people she was pregnant at the time, managed to convince the authorities of her alleged innocence. And she gave birth to a son that she named Philip in May.
0: That's a bad name right there. Philip.
1: Two L's or one? Doesn't one. matter. No, this is two. So. Oh, okay. But anyway, I know I have a cousin, you know.
0: <laughs> Anyways,
1: so now people in her life start to drop like flies. Jenny Olson, <laughs> Bell's adopted daughter, allegedly left home to attend Lutheran College in L.A. sometime in the late in later 1906. However, al- authorities did later determine that her body was among the ones found buried on the property. OK, she also hired a guy by the name of Ray Lamphere sometime in 1907. He was brought on to help with the chores but rumors quickly spread around town about their relationship being more than professional.
0: Secret lovers. Yeah,
1: well, and it was a buzz due to Ray getting drunk and bragging about having intimate relations with her on more than one occasion.
0: That's more than a whole mob beer statement, right? That there. is <laughs> like, right Get there. Yeah, the boys. <laughs> yeah, so when people I took her to the rodeo.
1: Yeah, when people heard him say these things, they were shocked because they only viewed her as a woman. Of great stature, who enjoyed wearing men's clothes while she butchered hogs, Ray saw a different side that others around town would soon see as well. Because basically, I think they looked at her as some butch, like
0: well, right. That's what I'm thinking. Total
1: fucking, you know, what's it called? Um, beard. Beard. Yeah, it's the it's the butch woman that hangs around with the gay guy.
0: Okay, I um, think that's
1: or yeah. maybe no, maybe that's a straight woman who hangs around with a gay guy. I can't remember.
0: I have but, no fucking idea. Now I'm like... Oh, no you
1: know is the bears, huh?
0: I know the bears. Though. <laughs> the
1: bears, the twinks, to the all seals. To all uh,
0: sexy bears out there, make sure you send me your email address. Scott, Rawr.
1: you would be considered a bear yourself.
0: Because I'm a polar bear. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Why the big boss? Because
0: <laughs> I'm a polar bear.
1: That's so dumb. <laughs> so it wasn't long before Ray, if they were having sexual relations, would no longer be enough for her. Because she began to desire more from a man and set out to find new suitors. She did this by placing ads in the famous Lonely Lonely Hearts Hearts. columns. (laughs) Okay, so, which, uh, in the more prominent Midwestern newspapers, and a lot of them were the ones for Norwegian community. They were Norwegian language ones. Are you
0: from Norway? (laughs) Can you pronounce
1: this right? (laughs) So, and one of them actually read, and I quote, personal comely widow who owns a large farm in one of the finest districts in laporte county indiana desires to make the acquaintance of a gentleman equally well provided with a view of joining fortunes no replies by letter considered unless the sender is willing to follow answer with a personal visit triflers need not apply
0: i like that it's where it's well spoken it's well written for the time
1: it is it is um So many middle-aged men actually responded. And Belle was soon seen going on carriage rides around town with strangers on lovely Sunday afternoons. And the people who saw her said she would be wearing her best clothes and her hair would be done up in the newest style. And she was virtually unrecognizable.
0: You know what? No guys have ever taken me on a carriage ride.
1: You know what? Me neither. I've always wanted to go on one. Let's do it. We'll do it together.
0: I'm just saddened now.
1: I'm not a guy. Well. (laughs) Fuck off, Scott. (laughs) I allude to that later in this episode. Many middle-aged men responded. Okay. Oh, anyways. Um, One of the first men to answer was a guy from Elbow Lake, Minnesota named John Moe. When he arrived, he brought well well over $1,000 to pay off her mortgage. Well, at least that's what she told all of her neighbors when she introduced him to everybody as her cousin. (laughs)
0: They noticed that when
1: he was no longer around about he he was no longer around about a week later and they assumed he had just left to go back home. Okay. The next guy was a guy from Tequillo, Missouri, named George Anderson. He told her he would only pay her mortgage off if she agreed to marry him. Okay?
0: Check this out. That's fair enough.
1: Yeah. That first night while he slept in her guest room, he was startled awake. When he realized that Bell was standing over him, holding a candle and just staring into his eyes. I had a
0: chick do that to me before. That's fucking creepy.
1: Dude, I want to interject here that if I had woken up to see someone doing that, I wouldn't have even gotten dressed before I ran my fat ass down the stairs, out the front door and down the road. Hell, I wouldn't have even bothered to look over my shoulders to see if I was being followed. Neighbors would have been running too because they would know if the fat chick was running, there was danger behind her. That's my I'm line. I just say, I know. I, I was like, <laughs> I had to say it because it's like, you know what? Fuck this shit. No,
0: that's happened to me. Um, I I actually drew down on one of my ex girlfriends because I've always slept with a gun next to my bed because I'm paranoid. Um, and you know I got the spidey senses and I'm dead out and something's not right. And I kind of opened up one eye, and all I saw was a figure standing right there. And the first thing I did was I grabbed my forty-five that was next to my bed, and I just—I was ready to shoot until I heard, oh, "Scott, it's me." And I won't say her name, but it's me. I'm like, "What the fuck?" Are you, well, I crawled into your window. Get the hell out of my house. Yeah, you know, that's fucking creepy. That's why. No. Oh. No, no.
1: Okay. Dude.
0: That he. She, yeah, they, we, we we had some silent communication there, and it's not who she thinks.
1: No, not at all. No, <laughs> we. You know what's really funny is we've got to the point where we can kind of you know hold up fingers and do our little sign language. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's funny. Tell you, when you're married <laughs> to somebody at work, it's like you have a better relationship than anybody.
0: That is true.
1: You know, um, let's see here. Oh, anyways, when George described the events later, he would say that the expression he saw on her face was so sinister that he felt she wanted to murder him. <laughs>
0: well, I kind of get that feeling yeah.
1: Apparently, he let out such a loud shout that she ran silently from the room. And he was so uncomfortably terrified that he jumped out of bed, but took the time to put on his clothes before he left the house and ran away. He boarded the first train, headed back to Missouri, leaving his belongings and Belle behind. He never looked back, and he never bothered to contact her to get his stuff back.
0: Can you blame that's him? That's
1: exactly what my next sentence said. Like,
0: for Dude, real, man. Real.
1: I, I mean, dead serious, it says, can you blame him? Yeah.
0: <laughs> God. To this day, that's one of the creepiest things that's happened to me.
1: Dude, I would fucking freak the fuck out.
0: You wake up, and there's a chick, and she didn't even have a candle. That's the thing. I just saw this shadowy well, thing. Well,
1: and you're not one to usually lock your door at night anyways,
0: Oh, uh, That's right. I don't lock my doors. Huh? I forget about it.
1: Yeah. Well, and not just that, because it's like, I don't know, you just don't have that fear about you, which I admire because, yeah, you know, people who live in fear shouldn't, I mean, we don't lock our, we do kind of at night.
0: Oh, but... I, I do got a fear. Fucking spiders, man.
1: <laughs> yeah, but no spiders can open your front. Well,
0: <laughs> they got eight legs. You'd be surprised what them little motherfuckers can do. They're in there using them like lock picks and shit. won't matter Dude, if I lock the door. I'll forget
1: when you were going to get your son and I stopped by to drop something off in your fridge because I was coming back from Seattle and I took a picture of this spider that I killed like in your door jam and you're like, time to call the exterminator
0: (laughs) yeah oh no (laughs) totally
1: i was like dude i fucking killed it you're safe (laughs) they're freaking
0: creepy man and if you lock your doors man those legs are long and they're skinny they use them like lock picks they're in there like a locksmith they creep me out i don't do spiders
1: i'm serious i'm not even kidding
0: this time that's
1: why i love you because you make me laugh Spiders are just
0: fucking creepy as shit, man.
1: They, they, you know what? I agree with you. I don't like spiders either. But I've gotten to the point where I can kill them where your fucking son that one time The flying
0: spider. (laughs) That was hilarious. I was
1: like, like, father, like, son. (laughs) No,
0: no, no. Because I would have looked at, huh, that's a ski hawk. That's what that is. That's 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 a
1: ski eater. Uh,
0: No problem. I would be like,
1: ah, where'd
0: it go? I don't know. He ran. I. That was fucking hilarious.
1: I have jumped on the back of a couch when a snake crawled across my feet one time, and you've never seen a fat girl move so fast. I've never seen a fat kid move that
0: fast. But here's the weird thing, man. I mean, I've got no problem with snakes. I've been around, you know, mm. fucking diamondbacks and, and other deadly oh. snakes, you know, and I it's not a problem. I, there there was one, and then we'll get back on track because we always get sidetracked. When I was living in California, we used to go uh, camping up at the Kern River, and uh, me and my friends.
1: The Kern River.
0: Yeah. So... I, I'm around the corner and I hear tick, 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 a fucking rattlesnake. And I'm over there taking a piss. Ooh. I'm like, huh, oh, that's fucking awesome. It's all curled up. I just calmly back the fuck away. And we were good. No problem. No harm. No foul.
1: Did you see, speak parcel tongue?
0: I did. <laughs> I <I'm like, "Hissa, laughs> and they went, oh, it's Scott. Okay, dude, I'm just going to chill right here. Um, no, but, you know, it's it's mutual respect. I
1: want ra- a rattlesnake rattle, but whatever.
0: Yeah, uh, you know, it's mutual respect for the animal. But spiders have no respect. They're just out to do one thing. They look at me, though. You'll feed our family and they for have generations.
1: Hundreds of eyes, dude.
0: God dang, right. goes. I always feel like somebody's watching me.
1: <laughs> it's a fucking spider. <laughs> Damn
0: right. They're thinking, you'll feed our family for generations and generations.
1: You're so dumb. Slippy so,
0: ass fucking spiders.
1: After George was lucky enough to get... Oh, wait. Reports state that the men kept coming, but none of them ever left Bell's Farm, unlike George. Well, at least their bodies didn't. During the whole time, she had large trunks delivered to her residence, and when they arrived, she closed the shutters, kept them closed both day and night, and she also started keeping to herself more and more. (laughs) Okay? Now, I'm not going to go through all of these, but one of them really fucking... um, There's this guy named Ole... He because there, there was a slew of other middle-aged men that happened to appear throughout... Did 19- you say Ole? Ole.
0: Like or after or ole?
1: ole? O-L-E. Ole. Ole. Yeah. Okay, so after he managed to disappear, <laughs> um, she started in December of 1907, a bachelor from Aberdeen, South Dakota, named Andrew Helgelin, H-E-L-G-E-L-I-E-N, wrote to her, and she received his correspondence with great warmth. They wound up exchanging several letters back and forth until he received one from her that overwhelmed him incredibly. The letter was dated January 13, 1908 and was found amongst his property that he left behind on his farm. In her handwriting, she wrote, and again I'm quoting, to the dearest friend in the world, no woman in the world is happier than I am now, than I am. I know that you are now to come to me and be my own. I can tell from your letters that you are the man I want. It does not take long, one long to tell when to like a person and you I like better than anyone in the world. Anyone in the world I know. Think how we will enjoy each other's company. You, the sweetest man in the whole world. We will be alone with each other. Can you conceive anything nicer? I think of you constantly when I hear your name mentioned. And this is when one of the dear children speaks of you. Oh, I hear myself humming it or I hear myself humming it with the words of an old love song. It is beautiful music to my ears. My heart beats in wild rapture for you. My Andrew, I love you. Come prepared to stay forever.
0: I know the song she's singing.
1: What song is that?
0: He's got life insurance. He's got life insurance. He's got life insurance. He's got life insurance. That's what she's singing. Yeah. Because I kind of see a big pattern I'm going
1: to interject something here. I don't know how others felt back in that era, because despite my son's claims, I was not alive in the early 1900s. You weren't? No. Your claims too, apparently. However, I would like to think that people back then weren't that fucking
0: dumb. (laughs) You'd be surprised. I
1: know this guy was. However, they had only been riding back and forth for at least a month. Here's the
0: thing. Can, Can I tell you why? Can I tell you why? There's something that's been very consistent throughout all of history. Uh-huh. Men chase vagina.
1: See? So you have
0: a chick who's sitting there going, but I love you so much, and you're just a wonderful man. And you're like, I am going to go and tap that. And he probably doesn't know yet that she's like built like a gorilla.
1: <laughs> and that can be a little scary. It would scare me. Built like a Sasquatch. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, she sounds like she's more stout than you. Eh, like, kinda, seriously, yeah. just I got her in my head, and I see somebody who, like, fucking chews tobacco and scratches her crotch. He goes, you know, the, I wrestle hogs, you know, type of a thing. <laughs> right, you right. Know, um, but that, that's the whole thing. You know, he's like, I think I found love. And if she loves me, then we can be making sweet love all the time. Because even though people were more proper back then, guess what? Guys still chased the pussy.
1: I was going to say, because, you know, they were writing for only at least a month, if not less. Okay. And I sit here. If somebody wrote those words to me, I would respond with, who dis new farm? Because <laughs> again, I'm just saying, dude If you're professing your love After just a couple letters Without even meeting somebody That's like weird
0: Well, nowadays, and I get this on my Instagram A lot, is I'll have new followers Now i mm. get occasionally the letter Going, hey sexy, how are you? And then like within like, every, I don't even know you, like go away the, But you know, I think that You and I could blah 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 And like I love you, and, like, you're a scam, that's what the fuck you are yeah. You're a fucking scam. Go the hell away. Yeah. You're, you're no different than the record the recorded messages. I get oh, this is a social security administration. Well, and did bullshit. you
1: have one threat to tell your wife? Oh, or whatever. Awesome. Yeah. And you weren't even fucking married? I
0: didn't even, you know, and here's the thing. Like, I thought that maybe I knew her. That's the only reason I even accepted it. I'm like, Okay, no, okay, she looks normal. And I, so do I know you? And then we're talking back and forth, and then she's like, you got to send me so much money, or I'm going to tell your wife. She's like, I know things about you. Oh, really? What do you know? I know that you're married. Okay, that's all I said. And I know your wife is at home cooking you dinner. Yeah, yeah no problem. All right, I'm going to call your wife. Okay, go ahead and call her. You're not afraid of me calling your wife? No, you obviously know her. Give her a buzz. And I'm not married. I'm not I married. Know. You know, I let yeah. her go on. Then she called me every name in the books. But I love you. I'm like, uh, whatever.
1: Yeah, dude, no.
0: Yeah, it's, 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 go the fuck no. away.
1: No, no. I, I don't. I, I know. We were sitting. I think we were sitting on the couch one time shortly after we met. And my dog was here. And I, like, and you were playing on your phone. And I was doing something on my phone. And I looked at my dog. and said, I love you. And you're like, uh, what? Like, I go, I was not talking to you, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, no. So, yeah,
0: essentially, that's what even if I was in, in the 1900s. I would consider it just no different than, you know, the, the the modern version of Instagram. Yeah, no. You know, two or three letters in, you're, you're the man of my dreams. Like, I'm like, you're a fucking psychopath. Yeah. But, you know, the best sex usually comes from the crazy bitches.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, he fucking wasn't intelligent at all because he received that letter and rushed to be with her later that same month. He took with him his entire savings, which he had taken from his local bank in the form of a check for $2,900. Oh. And with a new, within a few days of his arrival, he and Belle went to her bank in Laporte and deposited the funds.
0: That's a given.
1: Yeah. Um, she was around this time having issues with Ray, her farmhand, and he was so deeply in love with her that he would do anything she asked him, no matter how repulsive that task might be. He was also quite jealous of all the men that came in to the farm to court her. Up until that point, he'd endured the attentive strangers. That was, he endured the majority of them. When Belle introduced him to Andrew as her future husband, he made such a scene that she fired him on February 3rd. With of 1908, within days of her firing him, Andrew wasn't seen anymore. And Bell went to her bank where she made another deposit, this one in the amount of twelve hundred (laughs) dollars.
0: Okay. when she
1: fired Ray, she went down to the LaPorte County Courthouse to tell them that it appeared that as if he wasn't in a good state of mind and she felt he was a danger to the public. She convinced them to hold a sanity hearing. However, after hearing all the evidence, the court declared that he was perfectly sane and they released him. A few short days later, she returned to tell the sheriff that Ray had come to her farm and they argued while he was there. And she reportedly went on to say that she felt he was a threat to her as well as her family. As a result of these claims, the sheriff went and arrested Ray for trespassing. <laughs> okay? Even though she had him arrested, Ray would go back to Bell's farm time and time again. Each time he would show up, she would just drive him away. It's reported that on one occasion... After she sent him away from the farm, he told a neighbor, this Andrew guy won't bother me no more. We fixed him for keeps.
0: <laughs> he said we. Yeah. Okay. That's a, that's a plural. I got that.
1: Yeah. Um, <coughs> but Andrew's, Andrew's brother, Azle or Asley, A-S-L-E, felt the matter was anything but over. So when Andrew didn't return home, he was quite disturbed. He wrote Belle to inquire where his brother was, and she responded with a letter telling him that Andrew wasn't even at her place, and perhaps he had gone to Norway to visit family.
0: Back to Norway.
1: Yeah. He wrote her another letter telling her that he didn't believe his brother would visit family in Norway, and he thought that Andrew was still somewhere in La Porte or the surrounding area. That's when Belle was either brave or stupid, but she wrote him a letter stating that he was free to come out and search for her, his brother and if he did come out there, she would even help with the search. However, if she did help, he would have to pay her for her efforts.
0: Actually, that's kind of a smart move. Really? No, no, no. Think about it. Think about the psychology behind it.
1: Oh, yeah. Why if would she, she help me if she had anything to do with it?
0: Yeah. And plus, you know, hey, you're going to pay me for my efforts. If you're going to come out here and waste my time. Right, right. You better fucking pay for it. That, that would tell me, you know what? I don't want to have to pay for this shit. Um, she's probably telling the truth.
1: Yeah. Well,
0: that's what I would think. But I'm not, you know, I'm not saying I'm a super genius or anything either. So there <laughs> no, you go. that's
1: not what you said earlier off the air whatever.
0: No, I said big penis.
1: Oh, my bad. My <laughs> hearing's going apparently in my old age since I'm from 1900. Um, after she sent the letter off, she went to see a local lawyer named M.E. Leader, L-E-I-T-E-R. She told him that she was scared for her life as well as the life of her children. She told him that Ray had threatened her by saying he would kill her before he burned her down her house. <laughs> she was there to put together a will in the event he followed through on his threats. And in her completed will, she left the entire estate to her children. Which doesn't make sense to me. Because if you threatened the life of her and her children, then yeah. why would she leave everything to her children thinking that they were going to die too? <coughs>
0: Yeah, I'm kind of confused. I wasn't going to say anything, but I figured I'm going to let you run this dog and pony show. Yeah,
1: well, despite telling the attorney that she was afraid for her life, she never went to the authorities to tell them about Ray's alleged threats against her. Okay? So, in February 1908, she hires a guy by the name of Joe Maxson to be her new farmhand. Within a couple of months, he woke up to what he thought was her cooking breakfast on the morning of April 28, 1908. He quickly realized... That what he thought was breakfast was a smell of smoke filling his room on the house's second floor. Okay? When he opened the door to the hallway, he was greeted by a wall of flames. Who's cooking? Oh, it's me. Yeah. He shouted for Belle and her children, but didn't get any response from anybody. He quickly shut the door and jumped from the second-story window wearing only his underwear, and he barely (laughs) escaped the flames that were closing in around him. He quickly ran to town for help. However, by the time help arrived at the farm, it was too late. The house was already engulfed in flames. When it died down, authorities discovered four bodies inside. One was the corpse of a headless woman, and the other three were those of children. By then, the rumor mill had been busy, and the sheriff had heard about the threats Ray had supposedly made. When he arrived at the farm, he took one look around the scene before him and concluded that the fire did not start by accident. What he saw before him was, in fact, the result of arson. Thus, the bodies were considered murder. He promptly sent two of his deputies into the remains of the house to sift through the debris looking for the head of the corpse. He then sent two more deputies to arrest Ray. Once Ray was arrested and brought in...
0: A-wested? Arrested? Arrested. Elmer Fudd over
1: there? <laughs> Shut up. I'm tired. Are you looking for wascally wabbits? Uh, Damn, uh, uh, fuck off. <laughs> I'd say my tea slipped, but they didn't. So, he was arrested and brought in, and he adamantly denied any involvement with the fire. He claimed he was nowhere near the farm when it caught on fire. However, a local boy came forward, claiming he had witnessed Ray running from the farm shortly before it was ablaze. The sheriff quickly arrested Ray for murder with the boy's statement, no matter how loudly he declared his innocence. Okay? In the beginning, authorities thought that they had discovered the bodies of Belle and her three children, 11-year-old Myrtle, 9-year-old Lucy, 5-year-old Philip. However, from the beginning, some questioned the validity of whether the corpse was that of Belle. The woman found in the debris was estimated to be only 5 feet 3 inches tall, weighing approximately 125 pounds.
0: So the size of one of Belle's lights. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Not to mention, several of Belle's neighbors and friends who saw the corpse said that it most definitely did not look as if it were her body. That's when the town dentist came and stated that if anybody could locate any dental work from the corpse, he would be able to identify whether or not indeed was Belle. This 30 sifted through the debris in search of anything, any dental work, and they could look, and they located some bridge work. Upon showing it to the dentist, he verified it was a piece they worked on for Belle herself. Okay. okay. Like a plate. Okay. Yeah,
0: that's what I've kind of figured.
1: Yeah. With this seeming identification, the coroner at the time concluded the same that with some sort of certainty that Belle Gunnis had perished in the fire along with her three children. While the investigation was in full swing, Andrew's brother arrived from South Dakota and told the sheriff that he felt Belle had murdered his brother. He explained how Andrew had come in contact her with her. Contact with her Via a newspaper in the area, she had placed looking for a husband, how she had promised love and marriage. However, her immediate needs would be approximately $1,000 to pay off the mortgage. She's got a lot of mortgages.
0: No kidding, man.
1: <laughs> now, how Andrew was so determined to make the woman his wife that he withdrew his savings before leaving and ne- never being seen again. Uh, The brother became even more sure of his brother's demise when he went to the farm and witnessed the men sifting through the debris in search of missing head. And instead, they found a multitude of other items, which included eight men's watches, as well as a wide variety of teeth and bones. All of the bones and teeth were indeed human. He joined in the search and quickly came upon what was commonly referred to as a rubbish hole behind the pig pen. And he called for the men to dig there, and almost as soon as they started digging, they located four more bodies that had been dismembered before they were neatly wrapped in oilcloth. and one of them was his brother.
0: Ooh, ouch. Yeah.
1: Shortly after that, Joe Maxson told the authorities some more vital information before the night of the fire. He said the bell had him haul dirt using a wheelbarrow over to a large fenced-in area near where the pigs were fed. And he informed them that several spots had been covered by soil, but they were, like, had depressions. Oh, okay. And she said they contained garbage, and she wanted the ground to be level. So he went on to fill each one with more dirt. In addition to the information that he provided, they had several area farmers come forward and say there were some nights that they were going past the farm, and they witnessed her digging around in the pig pen with a shovel. Okay? I'm on it. Yeah. Yeah. So then they identified these bodies that they found. They found one, two, three, four, five, six, seven that they could identify.
0: Seven, seven bodies. Uh, 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 (laughs) But there's uh, more.
1: uh. Ones that they thought were victims, but they could never be proven that those were actually them. Was one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve.
0: Twelve, twelve potential victims.
1: Ah, 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 ah. <laughs> you're a fucking dick. And then unnamed victims may have included one, two, three, four, five.
0: <laughs> okay, <laughs> you're
1: done, dude. Five, to- five
0: unnamed victims. <laughs> I said <fed> you were <laughs> done.
1: <laughs> Due to the, you know, you're like my son. When I say you you need to stop, don't I mean, do, it a Street do it again. You'll do it one moment, more man. time. You are having a Sesame Street, which goes to show you are a big fucking kid. <coughs> Due to the lack of proper tools to dig up the remains on the farm, many could not be identified, nor is the precise number of deceased known. However, 14 of her victims and several teeth, bones, watches, and other property were identified as Authorities and experts estimate there to be a total of 40 victims in all. Damn,
0: she's busy.
1: Yeah. So anyways, Ray, of course, was arrested for the murder and arson, and he pled innocent to everything. His defense would focus on the body found in the debris not belonging to Bell. His attorney brought forth evidence that the bridgework discovered quite possibly was planted there. No, because it's removable.
0: Yeah, yeah, thank.
1: Okay, this evidence proved somewhat helpful as Ray was acquitted of murder but found guilty of arson. Okay? Damn,
0: leave Ray alone, well, fuckers. Well, November
1: 26, 1908, he was sentenced to serve between two to 21 years in the Indiana State Prison located in Michigan City. He would only do a little over one year as he died of TB on December thirtieth,
0: nineteen 1909. Oh, dude. I sorry, Ray.
1: So a few short weeks after he passed away, a minister came to the authorities, stating he had a last confession from Ray that he heard shortly before the man died. And in this confession, Ray laid out in detail Bell's crimes. He also swore the woman was still very much alive in this same confession. He stated adamantly that he was not the one to murder anybody, but he did help her bury a great many of her victims. When the victim arrived at the farm, she would make him most comfortable by charming him with a large meal. Once he was good and settled, she would spike his coffee with a drug of some sort before she hit him over the head with a meat cleaver. There were other times she would wait until they were in bed sleeping before going into the room and chloroform them while they slept, which is what I'm sure she tried to do to George.
0: Yeah, but George was smart. He never woke jo- up and said, I'm George going. And
1: had that ESP before Scotty was alive.
0: <laughs> That's right. You had the ESP. Good yeah. job, Hoss. Although
1: you are a year and a half older than me, so you're probably from back then, too.
0: I'm older than Dart.
1: I feel that way sometimes. <laughs> so this powerful 48-year-old brute of a woman would carry her victim to her basement where she proceeded to dismember them, wrap them before Ray would help her bury them in the pig pen. If she didn't bury them, she would dump them into a scalding vat designed to scald pigs, then cover the remains in line. The worst of it would be when she was so tired she didn't have enough energy to bury the body, she would chop them up into pieces and on, those da- on those days and then serve them to her pigs for dinner. That makes sense. Which I've heard is the best way to get rid of yeah. a body. Because Thanks. pigs will eat anything. Yeah, like anything.
0: They can. I think they can devour a whole human body in under an hour or some shit.
1: That's what I've heard from watching Silence Said the lambs.
0: Tell me, Tammy, are the lambs still screaming?
1: Dude, don't butcher my fucking favorite movies. <laughs> I, you know, when it comes to fucking horror or you know psychological thrillers, those are my fucking go-to. I
0: loved all of them, man. Me
1: too, including Hannibal Rising.
0: Oh yeah, they, they, yeah. they were all exceptionally well done. And the TV show. Yeah. Wish they'd come up with more episodes of that shit. Me too, dude. Breaks my fucking heart.
1: I love love that whole genre right there. So anyways, um, Ray gave even more information explaining the mystery of the headless corpse. He said that according according to him, she lured a woman from Chicago in the guise of hiring to be a housekeeper. The woman arrived a mere few days before the fire, yet she arrived just in time to be drugged and murdered. After she was good and dead, she was decapitated and her head was weighed down before it was tossed in a local swamp. And Belle then took the headless corpse down into the basement, clothed the body in one of her dresses, took out her bridge and placed it beside the body, ensuring that it would be identified as her. Once that chore was complete, she proceeded to chloroform and smother each of her children before she carried them one by one down to the basement to place them beside the unknown corpse. She did all of this before she lit fire to the house and fled into obscurity. She told Ray that he was to wait for her at a predetermined location down the road. However, she never arrived for their meet. She instead traversed through open fields before she simply disappeared in the woods, never to be seen again.
0: I imagine that she drew her money out the bank.
1: Yeah. The most shocking aspect of Ray's confession was when he told how Belle had become quite a wealthy woman over the past few years. He estimated she had killed approximately 42 men in total and taken anywhere from 1,000 to 32,000 from each of them. He figured by the time she made her exit, she had more than $250,000 on her person, which was quite the fortune then and now. As today, that would equal approximately $7,418,559 and some change, which is quite a bit.
0: Yeah, that's a little chunk of change going on there.
1: I mean, not for you, but for everybody else.
0: No, for me right now, that's, that's still a chunk of change even for me. I just kidding. You know
1: that. <laughs> I always make fun of you. And when the authorities checked the status of her accounts, they noticed that a minute amount remained in one of her many savings accounts, but all the other funds were utterly depleted. This information suggests that she pulled off the greatest hoax in serial killer history up until that point when she figured out a way to skirt the law.
0: And she killed her own three fucking kids
1: yeah that's well, the worst technically, part of this whole thing four if you count the fucking uh the one the adopted no, daughter right five six if you count the two oldest ones and seven if you count the stepchild.
0: what a greedy cunt
1: yeah there were okay now let the rumors fly folks you ready for this one i'm ready okay rumors over the decades following her death disappearance suggest that bell was seen in various cities throughout this great nation of ours the latest sighting was allegedly in 1931 for both of these incidents. Where the first one is reported that she was indeed alive and well living in Mississippi, in a Mississippi, in a Mississippi town. In this village, she owned a large parcel of land and she was a prominent member of society. Although, in my opinion, this rumor seems highly unlikely.
0: Um, you can get a lot of places in Mississippi, nobody cares.
1: However, I will explain why I think it's unlikely. I- there was another popular rumor floating around in 1931, and this one seems more plausible to me. And this rumor suggests that Bell was living in L.A. area as a going by the name Esther Carlson, and Esther Carlson was arrested <laughs> for poisoning a man by the name of August Lindstrom on February 9, 1931, in the hopes of stealing his money. Two people who knew Bell claimed they recognized her from photos in Esther's possession. However, this was never proven. Carlson died while waiting for her trial on May 6, 1931. If that were, in fact, Bell, she would have been 71 years old. Okay? All right. When the remains of the headless corpse were found, and it was believed to be that of Bell, they were buried next to Mad Sorensen, her first husband, at Forest Home Cemetery located in Forest Park, Illinois. The latest news out of the Bell Gunness saga happened as recently as November 5, 2007. No, there wasn't another sighting. This one would attempt to lay many rumors to rest once and for all. The headless body was exhumed with permission from descendants of Bell's sister. And a team of forensic anthropologists with a group of graduate students from the University of Indiana, Indianapolis set out to learn once and for all that the body belonged to Belle Gunnis. They hoped that there would be sufficient DNA on a sealed envelope flap discovered on the farm for them to compare, but alas, there wasn't enough DNA on the envelope to perform the test. So to this day, the mystery that surrounds Belle Gunness will remain unsolved.
0: Man, she got seen more places than Elvis.
1: I know, right? Holy so, shit!
0: Or in your case, Tupac.
1: Tupac.
0: That's what I said, Tupac.
1: Dude, you're fucking
0: Because after Tupac, you're pissing
1: me the fuck off right now.
0: Why? Because it's Tupac. But after he died. Everybody said I saw Tupac in New York, and I saw him here, oh, and yeah. I saw him there. Elvis was the same way, man. When he died, well, you know, we saw Elvis at a truck stop in, in fucking in in Arizona. You, know, you didn't why? see Elvis.
1: I well, I buy into the fact that Tupac is alive. So
0: I think uh, Elvis didn't die; he just went home.
1: Dude, you watch too many Men with Blacks. Yep,
0: Men with Blacks. <laughs>
1: men with... You're racist. <laughs> no. What's wrong with As you? As in plural, no, Men with you know Blacks. No,
0: forget it. Racist. <laughs> Jesus! Now I know why you won't do the freaking Nazi doctor because you're also the racist like the Nazis, and you probably don't like the Jews as either. In plural
1: movies, not no. Uh huh. You know what I meant. Don't be. We a need
0: dare. to have a come to Jesus about your racism.
1: My final, my <laughs> racism. My final thoughts. Don't fucking get me started, asshole. Is this
0: about the Germans and the Jews? Because you're a racist. No. Are you trying to get the blacks and the Jews <laughs> in the to showers? You want that
1: fucking text message you sent me the other day? Anyways. I can't
0: remember what the hell I sent
1: <laughs> after you did Tate.
0: Oh, <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> you're a dick. Since this, okay, these are my final thought, thoughts. Since this is a question that we always ask, I won't break with tradition. Is the case of Bell Gun is one of nature or nurture?
0: I'm gonna have to go nature, man. Really? What happened towards a kid? Did I forget something?
1: Yeah, kind of you did.
0: I'm so fucking tired. What did I forget? Recap. When she okay.
1: was supposedly pregnant at the age of 18 and that guy made her miscarry <coughs> and it changed her personality?
0: No, bullshit. 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 Okay. 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 And, and here's why. All right. Let's say you're living with your mommy and your dad, right? And one time your dad comes home drunk and backhands you. That's pretty traumatic. This is he going to fuck up your whole entire life? No, okay, it's going to fuck you up for a little while. You'd no, be like, But hey, I have
1: more to t-. add to that, too, but go ahead.
0: You know, so some random dude kicked her in the stomach and she lost the baby. That's, that's traumatic, okay? Mm-hmm. That is. However, I don't think you're going to go from that to, hey, I'm going to burn down everything and collect insurance money. Then I'm going to ice all these dudes and chop up their fucking bodies. Okay. That's a, that's, a, that's a big jump, man.
1: No, but are you taking into consi- and Just I'm playing devil's advocate here. Because um, even if that story about her becoming out of, if it's to believe, and even if it weren't true, considering she was such a giant woman, I'm sure that society in general wasn't kind to her. So, thus, there would have been some ridicule from others and resentment on her part as a result.
0: And I understand Thinking the
1: that, hey, you know, these guys don't really love me. They just want my money, so I might as well kill them for theirs
0: still, no. I think that's... No.
1: Okay. No, because, like I said, I'm just playing devil's advocate.
0: Okay, so if it... Here's in my brain. Let's say that what you're saying is true, okay? And when you're walking down the the, the street, it's kind of like deuce big and low. You know, that's a big bitch! Um, You know? Shallow so, hell. <laughs> oh, yeah. Shallow hell was another good one. <coughs> I would think that because, you know, you lack all kinds of social media and shit like that at the time. You're just going to go, this is just my plight. But then she becomes a, a, a good member of society. And I would think if somebody's coming out to go, yeah, you know what? I'm seeking love, too. I want to be with you. Let's talk. Let's kind of, you know, and I'm, I, I don't need your money because, hey, I've got my own money. Right. We're all good. Um, I would think that in a normal situation... You would go, okay, they don't want my money because they have their own money. We're just going to merge them both together. This person obviously cares about me. And that's something that I need because everybody else is going, that's a big bitch. You know, sitting there going, God damn, look at how big she is. I'm I'm pretty sure that she could eat a horse type of a thing. And then they look around, their horse is gone. It's a little scary. Um, It's not going to make you into a fucking killer, though. You're not going to sit there and go, I've got this plan." Right. Because it this started this started even before she started killing kill, actually killing kill some people except for her kids. Um, right. Her and her ex-husband burnt down their fucking store.
1: That's and their house.
0: And their house. Well, allegedly, because they don't know how it started.
1: Right, right, right. You
0: know, and then mysteriously hubby fucking dies at the very moment that two insurance policies overlaps.
1: Right, exactly.
0: You know, that's... No,
1: so I see your point. I was Like I said, I was just playing devil's advocate. You know.
0: Yeah, I think there's 100% nature. It has nothing to do with nurture. I think that she was born a twat, and she <laughs> continued to be a conniving, evil... Twat. Um, twat, yeah. Sugar was,
1: tits. <laughs> look here,
0: dead sugar tits. Because you've got to be dead by now.
1: Gotta be. Okay. You
0: were a twat who was fucking greedy. Yeah. And evil. Because you killed your own fucking kids. And I've said a million times, man, there's times I get pissed off at my kids. You know? And like I mean a lot. You know what I'm not doing? I'm not icing my kids. Right. Especially for money.
1: Yeah. You kind of answered some of my questions, dumbass. Anyways, so as far as the rest of her story goes, I've done enough research on the subject matter and in general, and being I'm a woman, despite what Scott thinks,
0: you make <laughs> me feel like so a So I know that women woman. can be
1: a conniving group of individuals. Mm-hmm. Therefore, the idea that she set about to swindle rich men to murder them for their money is not all that shocking to me. The idea that she buried them on her property or fed them to her pigs isn't even shocking to me either no what disgusts me is that she resorted to killing her children because if she generally didn't want them around any longer then there were other avenues for her to explore to keep them alive
0: 100 percent.
1: i mean look at fucking what's her name um um martha beck she gave her kids the Salvation Army, remember?
0: Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. It, it, took, it took me a minute. Yeah. It took me a minute.
1: So, as I stated above, if she did fake her death and there were sightings of her, I'm disinclined to believe that she lived out her days in the mighty state of Mississippi. I am, however, inclined to believe that this Esther woman was indeed her. I come to this conclusion on both cases for the same reason. With all of the research I have done on serial killer cases that we have presented and are planning to introduce, I've found, and I said this before, a leopard does not change its spots. A killer is a killer, is and always will be a killer. Meow. They are a hunter that feeds off its prey. There is a thrill in the hunt that can't be satisfied, but just living in obscurity as a trustworthy, upright, productive member of society. When she was luring rich men into her web of deceit, she developed a taste, if you will, for the hunt and the kill. But most of all, the money.
0: Exactly. That's what I said. That's where the greed comes in.
1: Yes. Yeah, so I believe that if she did fake her death and these were actual sightings, she was the one in California, not the one in Mississippi.
0: I'm a firm believer, and I've said a million times, that the greatest sin known to man isn't murder. It's greed. It's fucking greed, because greed is what causes the Biggest the 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 most largest amounts of problems, you know. If if you are greedy, you are going to be stealing. You are going to be killing. You are going to be taking what isn't yours, and then trying to keep all of that to the point that she killed her children, chloroformed them, and put them in the goddamn basement. So technically, they burned while they were alive,
1: right? Because well, no, because she chloroformed them, then smothered them. Oh, smother so them. I missed that them. part. Okay. Yeah, and then she burned them.
0: You sacrificed still, your kids for the almighty dollar.
1: Yeah, yeah. And these last three, she fucking sacrificed so she could get away. Yeah. You know that's just selfish, right there.
0: But get away for the almighty dollar. Yeah. You told them, you know, she came away with over two hundred and fifty k. Right. And you know, which is like seven million dollars plus today. Right. So yeah, the that was the price of her children. Exactly. And an innocent woman who showed up just to be a housekeeper. Yeah. Looking for work. Looking to support herself. Yeah. And all these innocent men
1: that were just looking to find a mate. Right. You know, a couple of them left their fucking wives to go meet with her when you read through the descriptions.
0: Gee, many Christmas. Yeah.
1: So I do have some questions for you, but since you answered the one about do you believe she and her first husband started the fire, that one was fucking answered. <laughs> You're welcome. Do you think she po- poisoned her first two kids and her husband to collect the insurance benefits? You answered <laughs> yeah. that one. Yes, I do. What about when it comes to her second husband? Do you feel that his death was an accident, as she claimed, or was it murder like others claimed?
0: That's That was a murder. Yeah. I bet you he had life insurance, too. That's pretty consistent. Yeah.
1: Okay. Now, when it comes to her hired hand, Ray... Do you think she perhaps encourages feelings for her to get him to do the terrible things he did to help her dispose of her victims?
0: Yes, and let me tell you why. It goes back to what I said. Men chase pussy, okay? And I know that sounds crass and crude for all of our female uh, listeners. I could have put it more eloquently, but that's the bottom line of it. So think about it this way, guys. She's putting out, right? He's getting himself a little sun. Occasionally, yes, yeah. You know, getting a little bit of loving going on. Maybe she bats those big old fucking brutish eyes at him, you know, <laughs> while she's like, I don't know, tossing pigs and cows or lifting houses. <laughs> hugging or hugging
1: him, tossing him around the bedroom and shit. Right,
0: but maybe that's his deal. Maybe that's his, like, it's his fetish before they knew there were fetishes. You know, I want a woman who looks like a big old bar, and I want her to toss me around like I'm a rag doll. yee Um You know, uh, but bottom line is, I'm pretty sure that that she lured him in by appealing to sexual need yep. and desire, which yeah. you described her, and I'm just shivering, going, <laughs> dude, <laughs> masturbate, trust me. It's just, I was going
1: to say, dude, you're into the bigger, stockier women.
0: That woman just sounds like, god dang, she just sounds scary. Um, yeah. but, um, and that, and maybe she, you know, with promises of a little bit of cash... Right, right. You know, because she's got some dope well, going on. Well, even if she and... just
1: promised to keep giving him some sweet, sweet love loving, <laughs> he's going to do whatever she wants. Yeah, exactly. Because he's in love with her at that point.
0: Right. You know, you're, you're appealing to sexual needs I mean, and emotional needs. Yeah,
1: I was going to say, you have said it yourself, when you were married to your second wife, you'd have done anything for her.
0: Uh, yeah, I would have, honestly, I would have done anything in the world for Amanda. I would have, yeah. I would have moved so, earth and So, I mean,
1: so that explains it right there, that when you truly love somebody, you'll do anything for them. Yeah, no, very true. I mean, you did say that you probably wouldn't have helped her hide bodies, but whatever, dude. Maybe, maybe not. Did I Depen- say that about her? Well, yeah, because you, you were saying it in one episode. I just heard it the other day. Oh, okay. Yeah. That, well, you said if she was out killing for noble causes, you know, like the child molester down the road. But if she just killed somebody because she wanted their sweater, then no.
0: Yeah, then I'd be like, no. But yeah, if she came home and said, hey, look, um, I killed two Chimos and they're yeah. in our garage, I'd be like, okay, get the Sawzall.
1: <laughs> there's also yeah. in the line let's go
0: let's let, let's get yeah. this done time's a wasting man i just i, I want to yeah. be able to take a shower and get dinner and go to bed
1: yeah you know, <clears throat> you know i
0: got a show tomorrow fucking yeah. <laughs> let's, let's call the boys chocolate.
1: i'm not gonna practice tonight but yeah, you I can't
0: make it to the studio tonight but i'll be at the show tomorrow i'm yeah. uh i'm busy being a butcher <laughs>
1: yeah so this is just a random question do you think it's coincidence she owned and operated a pig farm
0: that, I think it is, probably. You think so? Yeah, I don't, I, I don't think they realized how quick. Like, nobody was doing research on how oh, fast a pig then, can yeah. dissolve, a, you know, can go through a body. <clears throat> I yeah. think that she knew that pigs eat anything. And, the, and she's like, hey, man, I have fucking free pig food here, and his name's Bob.
1: <laughs> yeah. Okay, now, finally, and this question is a two-parter, do you, A, think she faked her own death? And so, which sighting do you believe could generally have been her? If we buy into the idea that at least one of them was.
0: Yes, she definitely faked her own death. I mean, come on, man. You're not going to go from like five foot nine to five
1: foot three. To five foot three. And weigh half the size. Yeah,
0: that's just, yeah. it does, you know, fire does a lot of uh, horrible things, but what it doesn't do is make you a hell of a lot fucking smaller like that. Like you're five foot nine, and if, you, if we were to catch, I'm five ten. If this place were to catch on fire right now and I was to burn to death, guess what? My fat ass would still be five foot ten.
1: Yeah, your skeleton would still be five foot ten.
0: Yeah, it would still be five foot ten. Yeah. And a half. Yeah. Because I used to be six foot and I shrank.
1: No, that's true. No, uh, I believe you. Yeah, but... when
0: I when I fucked up my back I shrank yeah. an inch and a half. Which yeah. sucks. But um because yeah, yeah, 'cause I'm gonna... about
1: five I'm five foot eight now and not five foot eight and a half.
0: But... So yeah, you and you're not gonna become like kind of a little bit petite either. They're gonna look at me and they're gonna go, hmm that's a fat ass right there.
1: Petite means short, by the way, but whatever.
0: I thought it meant small.
1: No. Oh, short. really? Yeah.
0: Okay, you're not going to become small then. Yeah. What the fuck? I don't care.
1: Um, yeah, you're not going to be- you're not gonna become dainty all of a sudden.
0: I'm already dainty.
1: <laughs>
0: Fabulous. As for, I can, I can honestly go either way. They found the pictures with the Esther chick, so that lends credibility to that.
1: And the fact that she killed for money.
0: Right. So that all lines up. But at the same time, she could have been hiding in Mississippi, and I'll tell you why when you're down south, you're in you're back in the woods of Mississippi, Alabama.
1: That's true. Or, you could kill and get away with it; nobody would know. Huh? Or even in
0: Louisiana and Georgia and all that. Um, I love you right now. You know, uh, if you're in the backwoods, and sometimes it's just don't ask, don't tell.
1: People disappear and nobody cares because people... they get lost in the woods. Damn it!
0: Yep, some people don't get lost up in them woods, <laughs> and. Uh, they leave all this stuff behind. You know, and it's a weird thing. I heard that happens a lot to things like child molesters.
1: You know, I've heard that same thing, which makes me want to move down south. But whatever.
0: Different no. kind of law.
1: Yeah. <laughs> they, they, got, they got their own laws yeah, down south. Because
0: I believe that we should be publicly hanging child molesters. So yeah, I know you do. Me. I know,
1: You know what? And I tend to agree with you on that one. No, but um, yeah, no. It's crazy. But yeah, that's all I have for her. But, and like I said, I skipped over a bunch of it because I didn't want to get into the names and the descriptions and everything, but I'll have that on one of our blog posts.
0: Is his name like Big Earl or something? Like something really cool no, about No, but there
1: is one name and I think I told you about it because I was like, I'm not even going to read these names because you'll make fun of him.
0: I probably will, but go ahead.
1: Um, His name was John McJunkin.
0: Oh, you told me about him. Yeah. Dude, that is the most badass fucking yeah. name ever. Speaking of names,
1: and there's one called Tell.
0: <laughs> and only time will tell. That's his sister. <laughs> so Chief Whiteclaw was at uh, a base, the, one of the uh, baseball game. I think it was a, that the uh, Hurricane Stadium in okay. Kaiser, and okay. he sent me a picture. And the the player coming up was named Blaze Alexander. Dude, uh, no, so, yeah, I got the picture. I sent it back and thinking, dude, I'm changing my name.
1: <laughs> dude, I'm surprised you haven't already. <laughs> Damn
0: right. You may now refer to me as Blaze
1: Alexander. Blaze (laughs) Alexander.
0: That is the most badass name I've ever heard in my life.
1: Yeah, that is is like fucking amazing right there. (laughs) No. No, and it's like I've always said something about changing my name because my name is so fucking country.
0: I should name myself Blaze Fluffy Butt Alexander. And your dead silence says you don't approve of that. Okay.
1: My dead silence says I can see you fucking doing that. No, my name is so country, it's disgusting. (sighs) But, you know, at the same time, I have a lot of respect for my father, even though we didn't have the greatest relationship. And he named me my name for a reason.
0: Because of the song?
1: No, because... Oh,
0: that's, that's Peggy Sue. Never mind. Yeah,
1: no, my dad had the biggest heart on for Tammy Wynette you've ever seen. That's right. You and were saying And they were going to name me Tamra until they found out her real name is Tammy. <laughs> so I am, I am literally named after Tammy Wynette.
0: I'm going to have to start learning Tammy Wynette songs.
1: Oh, you just don't even know. I've had people sing D I They've asked me if I will stand by my man. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. But no, and it's for that reason I won't change it. But yeah, my name is so fucking country. All of us (laughs) kids are. I mean Melissa Lynn, Tammy Sue, (laughs) Jacob Kent. We're all fucking country.
0: See, those are good names to yell when you're pissed off.
1: Oh my god, you don't even know Those are
0: amazing. That's why that's part of me naming Jake what he's named, Jacob Matthew. Because if I'm pissed off Jacob Matthew Alexander and it feels good. Yeah, well, my tongue. son
1: has two middle names. You know, <laughs> you can't
0: yell at your fucking kid. You want to know why? He named gave him two fucking middle names. It's retarded. Doesn't it retarded doesn't roll off your oh, fucking. Oh, it does.
1: It does. You want to hear it? Jeremiah Jordan Michael Bay. Right off the tongue.
0: That's too much for me to even fucking remember.
1: No, and then my friend, my that little I call girl, him Bullfrog. Yeah, the little girl that I fucking used to watch all the time, KJ. She would she would always yell at him too because she's a tough little little. <sighs> she's a scrapper. She has three older brothers. And you either freaking learn how to fight or you cower. And she learned how to fight. Sweet. And she'd she'd always yell at him. She'd go, Jamichael Bay. (laughs) (laughs) I'd be like, dude, I love you. I just call him Bullfrog. (laughs) You do. You do call him Bullfrog. But no, my mom used to call me Susie Q growing up. I was always Susie Q. And so, um, or Tam Sue. And then, but I knew I was in trouble when I heard Tammy Sue. And I'm like, oh, shit.
0: I'm going to die.
1: I'm going to die today. But
0: no. <laughs> All right. We're going to wrap this one up. This has been Brutal Nation. Remember that you can send us those emails, especially if you're a serial killer, to <laughs> brutalnation.cast at gmail.com. Check out the website at www.twistedbluellc.com. Click on that uh, Amazon button if you're going to buy anything from Amazon. It helps out the show. doesn't cost you a damn thing extra. Check out our, our blog post, and that also helps out the show on Medium, Hub Pages, and Vocal Media. Yep.
1: Search at Brutal Nation. You'll find us right there.
0: I was going to say that. I actually remembered my line that time. Did you
1: remember? I. You know what? There's hope for you. There
0: is. I don't even, I still don't have a fucking sticky note.
1: I told you. I have to go buy some.
0: I got to make a trip to get some ink and shit like that anyway. That's my tomorrow deal.
1: Yeah, because I'm tired of spending 49 cents on your house.
0: I know, man.
1: <laughs> I know. When I printed those out and the lady goes, that'll be 49 cents. I said, oh, he better reimburse me. This is a fortune. <laughs> <laughs> Two fucking quarters, bitch.
0: This show's copyrighted 2021 by Twisted Blue LLC. All rights reserved. Yay us. We will talk to you guys later. Bye-bye.
1: Bye, everybody.